incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good morning, afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the latest PS5. I'm your host this week, Alex Sylvester. I'm joined with my co-host, as always, the PlayStation 5 aficionado, Mr. Sunny Sangera. How's it going, dude? I've been plugged in the Matrix too long. <laughs> Ever since the 19th, since I got the baby, I've just been plugged in the Matrix way too long. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, as uh, many of you listeners will remember, uh, or now know, the PlayStation 5 has been released globally, and just last week, on the 19th, it was released in sunny UK. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm dabbing, I'm dabbing right now, you know what I mean? <laughs> Celebrating. <laughs> Bam! Yeah, and those who are lucky enough to get one, uh, we're obviously over the moon. Those who weren't lucky enough to get one, uh, well, we're just gonna have to wait until the next <laughs> the next batch, which will probably get uh, swept up by bots and scalpers. Uh, I think they're going right for one of those now. Uh, the PS5 machine is what a thousand pounds? It's crazy. Like Four hundred dollars. It's crazy, but that's what happens when you launch your machine with good games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another Java Xbox. Had to. <laughs> We've got Xbox fans as well. Listen, <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of Xbox fans, uh, uh, if you do want to get in touch with the show, uh, you can get in touch with us at uh, by email, which is uh, the latest PS5 at gmail.com, or by Twitter at the latest PS5. Uh, and that's for all PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox. We all we welcome everybody. But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Uh, today we've got a good show for you today because, like I said. The PlayStation 5 was launched, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, given our opinions. Uh, we're going to talk about sales numbers, and we've got a few uh, words from some of the listeners. So, um, but before all that, uh, what have you been playing? Uh, well, you just besides mentioned... PlayStation 5. I was going to say, besides uh, you mentioning, we're going to talk about, obviously, our opinions on it. I'll hold them to the side, but uh, no, nah, nothing really. I mean, we did the show a couple of days before launch last week so i just played pez online before we actually got the machine and then um non ps5 uh last two days just been blasting out football manager while i sit on the toilet or while i'm driving or while I, my wife's talking to me i'm just playing football manager <laughs> you know so i think the only time i'm not really playing it is when i'm playing the ps5 so um yeah that's it everything else has been purely 100 percent ps5 uh what about yourself uh, well, uh, as uh, listeners from previous weeks will remember, that I delved into the Google Stadia world. And, uh, yeah, I dipped my toe back in there again, and I was uh, checking out a couple of the free games on there. Uh, Destiny, I managed to get, like, a decent connection, so I can actually vouch for it. It actually worked for, you know, a few good sessions. And I was, uh, yeah, smashing Destiny 2 for a bit. And um, I've never really played Destiny before, but the game's, the game's pretty cool. For those of you who've never heard of it, or those of you um already played it you know what i'm talking about it's a shooter fused with uh, wizardry and action and the whole this is a whole collection of things man it's madness it's, it's multiplayer it's, madness it's a it's great a true success story and i say that to everyone for the, um you know the generation because destiny realistically was the first 
you know, game of its type, you know, game as a service, like proper shooter, battle royale, game as a service kind of style game, On always persistent online for game consoles anyway. It came at the beginning yeah. of PS4 and Xbox One. And, you know, games have come and gone since then. Nothing has really competed with it. Fortnite is a different game completely, but, it, you know, the only thing that comes close to it realistically or has come close to it is Call of Duty Warzone and um, Apex Legends, you know, and uh, Overwatch briefly. Did you know? Obviously, but um, it's a great story, and I did find out uh, when last week they were um, stress testing servers and overloading them in anticipation for the new consoles because they were going to have updates yeah. and stuff. So that's probably when you were playing it, and they were stress testing and effing up the servers as much as they could. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I think you just timed it wrong, but you should be getting good ones now. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was yeah, it's it's looking good, and like the, I think. Uh, Stadia as well, they're actually looking I think they realised that not everybody was able to get their hands on an Xbox and a PS5 because they're really going forward with the games now I mean, um, I mean, I know Jedi uh, Fallen, Fallen Fallen Order, yeah yeah, Fallen Order has been, just been released at a decent rate for Black Friday uh, and I've got like a number of games coming out for next week, obviously they've got Cyberpunk as well, uh, which is going to be dropping and uh, a few others, so they're really pushing forward, you know, and it's if you've got a decent connection, you're getting 4K, mate you know, it's pretty good. Hasn't got ray tracing though. Hasn't got that. But <laughs> wasn't it wasn't too bad. Um, but anyway, enough of that nonsense. Yeah, let's talk PS Five. I mean, how was the first day of Christmas for you? Oh, mate, I tell you what. What was agonising? I am an old man who's married for over a decade, has two kids, everything. I went to bed early the day before. Like, I, I, you know, the, all the way through lockdown, I've been going to bed at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, you know, either playing something online, playing a PSP, like GTA, or watching films and stuff. The day before PS5 came out, I was in bed by 10. I was like, <laughs> the faster I go to sleep, the faster I yeah. can wake up and I can get my machine, right? Because I'm smart, right? I'm not one of those people who ordered online and either got it cancelled, really sorry if that happened to you, and I wasn't uh-huh. fucking waiting till 2, 3 in the afternoon for my machine, right? So I ordered it from a brick-and-mortar store, which yeah, was yeah, game, and yeah. uh, I knew I was going to get it at 8 o'clock in the morning, so I went to bed early, and I tell you what, you know the night before you get a new machine? You cannot sleep. It was pissing <laughs> me off. Every time I turned, I woke up thinking, Demon Souls! Oh, oh. And then it happened, Miles more. and I was like, I haven't even got the machine yet, and I'm like this, so I was like, you know, Christmas Eve for me, but yeah, that morning, um, I was excited because, uh, you know, every PlayStation machine, like the PS1 was with my brother, PS2 was with my brother and my cousin, PS3 was with my brother, my cousin, you, and your brother, and then PS4 was all of you and all your brothers, my brother and my cousin, so we were always being together, so this one was really special because I got to take my seven-year-old son with me before school, so uh, bombed it into town. Picked up the PlayStation the 5. That's it. Uh, picked up the PlayStation 5 dead on 8 o'clock. Um, took the, the you know the picture with him and everything. Put him in the back seat. Put the PS5 in the front seat. Put the seatbelt on the PS5. Made sure it was safe and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, dropped him off at school. And then got home. And I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait. And then somebody texts me saying, wait, 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 wait. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So, <laughs> listeners, imagine you've waited and you've hosted this podcast and you've waited this long for your PS5 and then your co-host <laughs> makes you wait 40 minutes. <laughs> I was sitting in the living room, drinking a cup of tea, staring at the boxes, thinking, this guy's lucky he's been like a brother to me for over 30 years, otherwise I'd have opened these already. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, come on, you guys. Remember, I was uh, pretty much up quite late that night, obviously. Um, we had a bit of a butt issue. Uh, um, it wasn't pretty, and we looked everywhere, all the way to very Tesco, anywhere that you can imagine. We were checking, checking, testing, and pretty much each site was just crashing. So we had a very late night. Um, so come the morning now, <laughs> which felt like I had literally 14 minutes sleep. It was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I got the bat signal. Obviously, it's the PS5. You're ready. I saw, I saw the posts on WhatsApp, you know what I mean? Just before, like, you just and described it. And yes, it was... Uh, it was just trying to get ourselves over to your place as soon as we could. And realistically, I know those 14 minutes would have felt like 14 years <laughs> because you're waiting for it. Uh, but we eventually got there. Um, good time. Good time. And yeah, we did. We did. And we got there and it was just a delight. I mean, as soon as we, as soon as we stepped in the house, so, it just felt like the, 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 the spirit of the PlayStation 5 had taken over. It was just beautiful. So, <laughs> you know, listeners know that we're, you know, we're big gaming fans, big PlayStation fans, hence why we do this show as well. Um, we are like huge gamers. We have been since the OG Game Boy and the Mega Drive and SNES, uh, original Nintendo days and Master System and stuff like that. So, I want to go into details, like what was going through your head when I pulled it out the bag and you felt the weight and everything, what you were know, you thinking? I literally felt my PlayStation 5 life flash right before my eyes, like from the very first time we heard about it in the wide article. <laughs> to that time I know, that's crazy, I thought about that as well, like when I first, when I, when, when I dropped the kids off, come on, I took it on the table, yeah. I sat down and I went back and read the Wired article. <laughs> <laughs> guys i'm sorry we're geeking out here right we're fucking gamers right and uh we want to talk the passion but i could see it in obviously you came um to set the scenario my wife was working in the back room she had a headset on so she couldn't hear and he had me alex and his younger brother who's gamed with us his whole life as well we weren't breaking any social distance bubbles don't worry about that but um yeah i could see the excitement in your face like it was just Oh man, it was yeah. crazy. And then, and then, listeners, we still couldn't open it because somebody kept getting a work call and leaving the room, and we couldn't open it for like <laughs> forty more minutes. I was like, "Fucking hell, Alex!" You know, the one day that I've actually booked up, ladies and gentlemen, I ended up having an emergency call from one of my, or a couple of my clients. I was thinking, this is the only thing that I'm actually able to accept on my day off, which is an emergency call, and it just happened. <laughs> Two of them. Pretty much, you know, one after the other. <laughs> While we're, you know what I mean? I was just like, oh my gosh, could this not be possible time? But, you know, it's okay. It only lasted for a few moments <laughs> in uh, consideration to everything so, else. Uh, but anyway. We, we, uh, so, obviously, not using it, but when you just held the DualSense controller. So you haven't switched it on, you haven't felt the vibrations or anything yet, but when you were just holding the controller how did it feel for you compared to because obviously we haven't felt it so you've been playing um stadia you've been playing obviously um nintendo switch and the dual shock 4 and all that how does the dual sense feel in your hands how did it felt how did it feel sorry when you first held it in your hands how you know, that was the first thing that we actually touched besides the box and the dual sense controller is it was made from the gods you know i think they literally broke the mold after they made that one it's pretty much one of the most comfortable pads that i've actually ever had the pleasure of of holding and it's pretty much everything that i imagined from the first time that we saw it you mm. know unveiled uh, all those months ago uh but yeah it feels good uh the ergonomics are sweet uh obviously people have 
I've seen the, had the way it looks, uh, the little insignias on the back, you know, the little cross, the circle, triangle and square, really nice touch that actually aids with the grip in a different way. It's not like, because it's not like a uniform pattern, it just feels like you've got a lot more of a hole in the pad. Um, and yeah, it is bigger. Um, but you're actually able to access all the buttons. You can do the Hadouken roll or you Street Fighter fans out there. You can do that quite easily. And the, obviously the, um, the sticks are, you know, L and R just perfect. So, um, yeah, I was, I was impressed. I was you know, before same. we even. Same, definitely. It felt like generations of changes and up, incremental updates led to this pad. You know, PS1 yeah. to DualShock to PS2 to Six Axis to DualShock 4 to this, you know. And they knew they, 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 they knew they created something special to the, to change the name after four generations. You know, DualShock, yeah. they've always kept the DualShock in a number, same with the console, but to have the balls to change the name because you know the tech in this pad is changing the way we play games. So, and they backed yeah. it up, you know, massively. But, dude, console comes out the box. I actually let you do, I gave you the honors. Um, yeah, that was, that, yeah, that went hats off to you, man. That was brilliant. Wait, <laughs> I mean, I came in my pants at that point. But uh, anyway. How was the. Um, <laughs> The weight, and obviously when you took the uh, sheet backing, and you could see the console. Yeah, I mean unveiling it as we you know unsheathed it from the uh, the plastic, it looked exactly how you'd expect it, but just seeing it in you know in reality, um, I don't know because all reviewers and everybody had seen that it was like a really big console. It didn't actually seem that big. Same, you know? same. I thought it'd be bigger. <laughs> Yeah, I actually think because they, they obviously, we've all seen the memes. I mean, it looks like the Burj Khalifa, you know, online. But when you see it, it actually looks like it's it's reasonably sized. Yeah, it's bigger than all the rest of the console, but it's not huge. And I think they did very well with the curvature of the um, of the panels. And mm. I think that kind of helps kind of make it a lot more of a subtle uh, object, which just kind of blends into um, your entertainment center and it looks even though you pretty much wanted to hide it but anyway um, yeah it blends in quite nicely so it is actually a really nice looking console and the weight as well again I mean I've heard reviewers say that it was really heavy but it wasn't actually that heavy it actually felt like it felt like how, how heavy it should you know what I mean it wasn't it wasn't going to break your arm off or anything like that but um, yeah once we managed to um, get it on the table I just thought it looked like a really nice piece of the furniture you know it just blended in um, it made me realize that a lot of media personnel and YouTube influencers are tiny and weak <laughs> because it ain't that big and it ain't that heavy. You know what I mean? So I swear, I know it's, I know, I know it's heavier, literally heavier than the PS3, but don't feel like it to me. You know what I mean? No. I, the PS3 felt like a brick. And, oh, well, that, yeah, that seemed like it was a brick. Mode, you know what I mean? Least. But uh, yeah, I mean, beautiful machine. We'd seen so much of it. And yeah. yeah, it was just like, yeah, let's get this set up now. And I was yeah. just like, this is beautiful. And I was looking at it straight away. I was eyeing up those side panels with like <laughs> Tekken characters all down the side, like proper Jin Kazama and all that stuff. I can't <laughs> wait to like just up, just Tekkenize those side panels. You know, uh, yeah. when I do, I'll send a, I'll, we'll put a picture um, in the thumbnail so people can see it. Oh, but, yeah. Nice. Al, we then switched on to the user interface. So, your thoughts overall on just the user interface, the way they have the separate game, media, stuff like oh, that, yeah. because you are the tech expert here, and media and user interfaces are big for you and very important. Yeah, well, before we got there, we had to add that a uh, stand on the on the base of the. Oh device. yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, I, was, I left that to you. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> 
that was awkward. I mean, like, all right, listeners, I mean, you got to think about this. You've got this brand new sleek looking console, which by itself on the table looks like it's just going to fall anyway. So I'm trying to cradle it because <laughs> obviously, you know, these are rare commodities. And at the same time, I'm trying to put the, the base stand on the machine and it's weird. So I guess the best thing to do is to bring it to the edge of the table and then kind of connect it that way. Mm. Uh, but even that feels like it's going to be rocking all over the place. Do you want to know uh, how I did my brothers? Uh, sorry? Do you want to know how I did my brother's stand? So basically my sister-in-law surprised my brother with a PS5. Um, oh. So he says, come round, you know, help me set it up and that. Uh, I just turned it upside down and put it on the floor. <laughs> Disrespect. Upside down PS5 <laughs> on a wooden floor to put the stand on it. It's not my PlayStation, so I don't care, edit. <laughs> oh, I just hope you don't go around there with like a TEDx camera to see the little micro little grades in it. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, when you are put attaching that base unit onto it, just just I don't know. Just, I guess yeah, you could you could put it upside down on a wooden floor, or you could just slightly you know put it to the edge of a table. But just it does take a bit of time just to get it um, hooked on. But once you've done it, um, got it hooked on on the base and twisted it with the screw, uh, it is fairly easy. Uh, remember, there is a little black circle which is in place of where the screw will need to be, and that's at the base of the actual PlayStation 5, which is something that I never saw in any of the YouTube videos. You know, I mean? must have missed them. Uh, but yeah, so just make sure you get that. And you also need like a 10 pence or a quarter if you're in the States, anything of that size just to screw it in. Um, but I like the way it all kind of, you know, you can put the screw right back into the, um, the actual base plate and it just rotates. That's pretty cool. But anyway, fast forwarding, we connected it straight to the glorious LG OLED screen, which just looked beautiful. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> listeners. Way, um... This is one way to experience the PlayStation 5. I mean, this, this screen, I mean, all right, forever you think you know what the color black looks like, not on a TV like this. You know, this is where you get the true blacks, you know, where it's actually, what is it? One uh, absolute zero. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not that fake black. It's not that gray where you can actually see the uh, the backlight of the L LED. Um, it's actually like a true black, kind of like how the new iPhones and Samsung phones all have OLED. You know, it's very power efficient. You get really crisp and vibrant colors. But on top of that, you've got like a nice 4K back um, uh, supporting it. You've also got uh, <clears throat> what's it, the Dolby Atmos sound, as well as Dolby Vision and HDR. It's just oh, crazy. And to top that off, you've got 120 uh, hertz uh, refresh rate. I mean, this device is built for the PlayStation 5. It was just synonymous. It should have just come with it. <laughs> you know mm. I mean? but, uh, but yeah, so pl when we plugged that in, just seeing the startup, you mean the actual um, graphic the user interface for the first time, looked glorious. I mean, it looked pixel perfect like uh, to the point where I, I was i was looking for flaws that it was really hard i mean yeah fair enough i mean we're all hyped up about the device but they've really worked on it and it just looks seamless i mean isn't the, uh, the usb interface in the 4k isn't it is it 4k isn't it? uh yeah it's full focus for hdr in mind so yeah. like the, the the light they've got from the top left corner you know everything it's just it's just stupidly crisp and um yeah, yeah unbelievable yeah and it actually looks yeah Proper good, and the setup wasn't too easy. It was, um, it wasn't too bad. You know, I mean, the, the usual stuff uh, connected to your uh, your PlayStation account, and then pretty much up and going. And then, uh, 
there's a couple of uh, two-step verifications that you've got to do with your phone, isn't there? But once that was done, we were straight into the user interface, and he just looked glorious. He just looked very familiar yet new, you know. And I just thought it looked, yeah, it just looked great. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, dude, same. I was super excited. Like um, at first, it was pissing me off, but now obviously I know where everything <laughs> is and I can get to things yeah. quick. But you got to remember, you're coming from a fully packed. PS4, full of features, everything you know, to a baseline UI with a new console, which is always the case, right? You know, as the years go on through this generation, more and more will come from the UI for the yeah. PS5. So it's very minimalistic, if you know what I mean. Um, but they, they they meant what they said. There's no non-used space. You know, the whole thing about the ps5 is focusing on the software the games or if you switch to the media section focusing on the media but we're obviously talking about games specifically like you know no customized themes i'm happy about that you know i like the fact that if i move to spider-man i get a nice spider-man background if i scroll down my game cards are there so i can load straight into things um you know and stuff like that so yeah i really really like the ui um but yeah when you first see it so, listeners, for the TV that you, uh, Alex is on about, it was the um, LG OLED CX range. Uh, mine's a 55-inch 2020 model. Um, it's fucking glorious. So, if you are looking for a 4K TV, make sure, if you have to wait a little bit longer, do it because you want to get HDMI 2.1 to run 120 hertz, you know, or the 120 frames per second games because there's no point in buying a TV now where if you waited four or five months then you would have had the extra money to get that TV. That's going to last you an entire generation and maybe more. That's what I did. You yeah. know, It was just a case of waiting um, and not rushing into buying the TV. But I did the reverse and just rushed into it. <laughs> you know, because I was like, I want it. But made sure I got the right TV for it. But yeah, the UI looks stupendously great. And I love the fact that as soon as you um switch the tile to like you know you switch the game from like Miles Morales to Astro but the everything on the screen changes instant instantaneous you don't doesn't fade to black nothing it just looks amazing transitions are smooth um and yeah it really focuses on the software and i just want to give a shout out to the PlayStation store the fact that it's implemented into the um PS5 no app yeah. loading no loading waiting for stuff to load as soon as i click it i'm on it it's it's amazing you know and yeah. Yeah, really good. Few stability issues in the first few days on the PS5, you know, where it would sometimes crash as it, it did on that first day and stuff. But they've yeah. done a firmware update already, which I haven't had a, a single issue with it since, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, before we talk about oh, Astrobot, yeah. dude, you mentioned uh, the download speeds. Download speeds uh, were ridiculously fast. Uh, I mean, one, after you've gone through the, uh, all right, the setup takes about what ten minutes, maybe fifteen minutes. Uh, but once you've done that, it's you're just on, it's just unleashed. Uh, the first game that starts to download pretty much automatically is Astro Bot, and uh, I guess because they're using the Wi-Fi six, not even I guess, uh, with the Wi-Fi six, it means that you're gonna, it's gonna have access to blazing fast internet, and it was pretty much just chugging down the speeds. Um, of uh, downloading um, Astrobot and it came down relatively what a few minutes. Oh, well, you know, sorry. Was, Before I cut you off, let me cut you off. Sorry. Um, yeah. Shout out to the the PS5 when you before you do that, it asks you, do you want to put a disc in so they can like install the game while you set up. So oh, yeah. we did that, didn't we? We were like, oh, that was a nice touch. We chucked miles in, and by the time, we, I mean, it was done. 
pretty quick. I didn't even realize it was going, but you know, that was a nice little touch. The fact that it asks, do you want to put a disc in so they can install it in the background? That was, that was a nice little touch. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was. And that was, I mean, uh, I mean, that was the game. But we need to, yeah, okay, we got to go through Astrobot first. Uh, yeah, but Astrobot is a brilliant game. I mean, as you may have heard before, it is, um, I guess it is Sony's new mascot. I mean, if it isn't, they need to make it the mascot for sure. Um, little robot character. And pretty much there's a demo play area called, um, what's it called? Astro's Playroom, right? Uh, which pretty much just showcases what the PlayStation 5 uh, can do, especially with the DualSense controller. Uh, this game kind of pays homage to uh, the legacy of PlayStation and uh, each of the levels are actually based on like the PlayStation 1 uh, and the different aspects within the actual system itself. So whether it's the CPU, uh, like the, the motherboard or even the RAM, um, you, you've got pretty much uh, levels which take place within that world um, in some way, shape or form. But before you even dive into the game, you're introduced to the DualSense controller and basically you're holding it in your hands and you, it's nothing but black on the screen. Suddenly you see uh, a couple of blocks fall to the base of the screen and then you start seeing more blocks and they keep piling on each other and it, it creates the, the shape of the PlayStation, uh, the, Dual, the DualSense controller. And for each block that falls to the bottom of the screen, you can literally feel it in your hand. And that was pretty much the first welcoming to say that, yes, you thought you played games, you thought you've experienced rumble before, you have never experienced, you know, a haptic feedback like this to the point where you could feel everything. And I love the way they used blocks initially, because I guess that's kind of a throwback to how, I guess, vibrations used to feel back in the day, mm. kind of very blocky. But when you've got so many, I mean, you could feel it all around the pad. <laughs> it mm. was, it was insane. So, how did it feel? Um, what were you thinking? How did it feel for you? Obviously, when that was happening, but then obviously when you, because you were the first one to do it with the triggers, how did it all yeah, feel yeah, for you? I was over the moon. I was like, I, 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 it was like an experience that I've never experienced. Well, I wouldn't say I've never experienced before, but I guess to that level. I mean, it's very similar to the um, the haptic feedback found in the uh, Switch. Um, and coincidentally, it's the same company who designed it. But this, obviously, the Switch came out a few years ago, so they've had time to advance the technology and pretty much perfect it to what is now in the DualSense. And it feels like you can... It feels... You, it feel, you feel everything. <laughs> that's, mm. that's what it feels. You feel absolutely everything. And, uh, I mean, there's a part where they're actually... Uh, you see the uh, the little astrobots, they all fall into this uh, representative version of the uh, DualSense on the screen. And you can feel each one of the um, the astrobots um, within the controller. So as you move the controller to the left, you can feel them all kind of tumbling on the inside to the left part of the pad. And as you do it to the right, you can feel them tumbling to the right side of the pad. And depending on how you've oriented, oriented the pad, it vibrates in specific areas. And it just gives you that sense that they literally are within the pad. <laughs> You know, it's a really weird experience. What did you think about it, man? Yeah, dude, it was like, you know, you were talking and I was just flashing back and just phased out then as I was, I was just remembering <laughs> it. You know Alex enjoys something when he's laughing with a big yeah. smile on his face and the dual sense did that. And the same with his brother, same with me. We That one screen, we must have spent half an hour on it just messing around with yeah. the dual sense controller. Um and everything about it, you know, like the triggers are amazing. I mean, oh, the, listen, the listeners will probably have it. They know themselves as well. But I think what I really like, like, you know, I like about the, the dual sense and what really hit me yeah. the fastest. Obviously, you, I'm not talking about like what you're doing when it's asking you, but when you it throws you into the game, I think what hit me the fastest was the mic or the speaker, sorry, right. 
in the pad. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah. as soon as you've got to control Astral Bot and you run around, the textures on the floor, when he hits metallic floor, you can hear it ding, 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 ding in the yeah, pad yeah. and you can feel it as well. I was just like, that tiny <laughs> sound implementation with the feel yeah. is exact yeah. everything Sony have spoken about since that Wired article. And yeah. I'm feeling it in Astro Bot, you know. And um, yeah, it was that that moment when I when I hit the metallic floor, I could feel it in the pad, and I could feel I could hear the sound as well. I was like, oh yeah, this is the senses. Yeah. This is this is the game. Yeah. This is the moment. But um, your thoughts on just Astro Bot in general, because you really put the time into was, that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. As uh, listeners to the show would know, I'm a big platform gamer. Love the Mario's of the Sonic's back in the day, but this one was like Mario on steroids, especially with the updated haptic feedback. And uh, we kind of screwed over it. The triggers was also one of the most amazing parts of the actual uh, DualSense experience, especially at the, the intro, before you've even started playing Astro Bot, they show you how to uh, access the triggers. And when you pull on the triggers, you feel some tension. And then mm. you pull a bit more, and it kind of like, it bursts, doesn't it? It kind of like something just releases. And it's like, and it's just such a weird concept to try and grasp that one of the buttons actually has um, a, a yeah, resistance. And it's not even just... Uh, it's it, it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> you know I mean? It's like half of the trigger was really resistive, and then uh, the other half was very loose. So it kind of gave you that feeling of pulling something to the point where it burst, uh, kind of like a trigger, literally like a I guess like a gun trigger or something, you know, to, to that extent. Um, but yeah, and that combined with the haptic feedback as well. I mean, you press the R button, and pretty much some fireworks started coming out of the bottom of the controller on the screen. Not actually in the in reality, but um, on the screen, and it's almost like you could feel all the energy coming from the fireworks. You know, it was just all the sparks and stuff. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, that coupled with the um, the way the levels were uh, created, the way it was all simulated to try and create <clears throat> uh, to try and introduce you to the, the different features of the DualSense controller was perfect. It was a great warm-up game to uh, the new world of uh, DualSense. You know, you got to experience the haptic feedback uh, in combination with the sound, as Sonny just said. <clears throat> that in combination with the haptic feedback and the triggers just creates a brand new dimension to playing games. Um, and you actually, it's like all the games almost now have texture. You, know, you could actually feel the sand that you were running on. You could feel the water. There was one section where you're actually uh, jumping around in mud <clears throat> and it felt, it's a weird experience, weird to say this, but it actually felt like you were actually sticking in mud. Like this, the, the control became a bit more sluggish. Uh, you had the sound obviously coming from the screen as well as on the actual pad itself. And then you had the, the haptic feedback and it, you could just feel each, each, each step within the sludge. And it was like, this is just amazing. <laughs> the way that they've managed to, uh, you know, to, to translate the uh, the feeling of uh, walking through like really sloppy mud into the pad is brilliant. I mean, hats off to the, um, the game developers on this one. Um, but yeah, this is easily a game that could have sold separately to the PS5 and it would have easily creamed it. You know what I mean? It's um, it's definitely a great game to uh to get yourself warmed up and introduced to the PlayStation 5. Uh, definitely the best experience you can have in terms of haptic feedback and obviously the resistive triggers. Um, but yeah, um, the game itself is a really good game. You know, it's it's got simple um, mechanics to it, basically. It's just a normal platformer. Um, but you, what you will notice, especially for the PlayStation fans out there, are these little uh, 
Astro Bot characters, and they were all trying to recreate various scenes. Uh, there were some really <laughs> iconic ones. I mean, you saw ones from Tekken. Uh, there was also ones from uh, Journey, you know, and pretty much they, and obviously if you're a <clears throat> hardcore fan, you'll probably even notice a lot more than what we missed. Um, but yeah, it's a real homage to the whole PlayStation legacy. And uh, yeah, it's it's the best way to play. And I'm, I'm glad that they kind of, uh, enabled you to actually play this first, you know, that this is the first game that they are actually encouraging people to play because it is the best way to experience the system, you know, and just before we even played the game, just um, while the, we're getting like a little sample of the demo for the actual DualSense controller, there's nothing else happening on the screen. You I mean, literally, you're just pressing buttons, you're feeling the vibration, you're feeling the haptic feedback, you're feeling the resistiveness and the triggers, you're hearing the sounds. You could spend hours just on that section alone, <laughs> just getting used to it. But also, we had a job to do, Get to play some games, and uh, yeah, that was my thoughts on it. Yeah, <clears> I mean, well, um, yeah, yeah, really I've platinum the game, <laughs> which you know, I've got the <laughs> platinum trophy in Astros, and I advise everybody to do it because it's such an homage. You know, you go on social media, and everybody is in unison, even Nintendo fans saying it's the greatest packing thing ever because it is truly just paying homage to video games, you know, and you yeah. said it, Astro Bots are acting out game scenes. I went through all of them. I screenshot all of them. Like, you see The Last of Us. <laughs> you see Resident yeah. Evil. You see The Order 1886. Yeah. Everything is in there. It's great. You know, each level, as you mentioned, SSTGP, I loved it, you know, and playing the game, yeah. it was great. My favourite bit is always just when you hit sand or ice and you can feel mm -hmm. it in the pad unbelievable and yeah there's something about the game it's, it's got this like just this amazing charm to it but the big thing that i know you'll love as well is um i want to give you an example of loading time so when you clock the first world you unlock speed runs and yeah. each level has one speed run to it um so there's eight in, in total and there's a trophy to do the all eight combined in under seven minutes which is yeah. it's not hard you just need a bit of practice and get it done right yeah. so i did that and then um i turned the playstation off and whatnot and when i came back i get an alert telling me that um a friend has beaten my time do you want to try and beat <laughs> it yeah and the playstation button is flashing next to it now if i press that and go to play Remember, I've just loaded up my PlayStation, so Astrobot's not even loaded. I was in the challenge in four seconds. Oh, wow. Like, it went straight to the challenge, three, two, one, go, within four seconds. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, you know, and <laughs> if the game was already loaded, it's instantaneous. Like, no, nothing. It's like, yes, play. And then it's just three, two, one, and you're off. And... Social media has been blown up with people's speedrun challenges. You know, um, it's stunning. It's a great game. It's a great packing game. Great tech demo for everything that the, the DualSense can do. Um, you know, but while we were playing that, I was just like, Alex, can you hurry up? Please load up Miles Morales um, <laughs> because I want to see what this uh, 60 frames and fidelity mode oh, is. Oh, yeah, and that was a wait for a while actually because we couldn't get our hands off uh, Astrobot for a bit. <laughs> Even though Mark Rosen pretty much just waiting there patiently inside the disk drive, which was quiet as hell, by the way. I mean, mm. that's another thing. This system was ultra quiet. I mean, you could, I mean, you could probably hear the slightest hum of the drive, and that was it. Uh, and in terms of heat dissipation, it was cold to the touch. It was literally like about a, eight hours. Like, we played it straight. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was pretty much not even, he hadn't even broken a sweat. Um, but yeah, so he had a great time with Astro Bart, and then we moved over in a blink of an eye, pretty much, yes. to Mark Morales. Oh, it's it's just perfection. I mean, coming from Astro Bart, literally, we've just been introduced to the dual sense and the haptic feedback and all that. Then into pretty much what is going to be an example of the games to come. I mean, and yeah, it's you know it's based on the previous uh, Spider-Man, but this is showing. Or where it's it's just showing that the game future for the PlayStation Five uh, and this generation is just going to be off the chain. Uh, the game loaded up um, <clears throat> literally. I mean, once you put it in, you pressed X and you accepted it. It probably took about six, maybe six, maybe six to nine seconds. Probably on the first, yeah, probably it's about nine seconds the first time. Uh, but then after that, getting into the game was like nothing. You know, mm. it was like four seconds, five seconds. You know what I mean? It was like it was just blazingly quick in comparison to everything and we're talking about the game loading fully to the point where you're Miles Morales uh you've you've seen the animation and then you're pretty much just diving from a high point where it's now prompting you to uh press one of the triggers of the triggers or anyway uh, press the expo uh, to uh, lay your first swing and oh my gosh seeing this game in its beautiful 60 frame per second glory before you carry on that evil. You mentioned that time. That was the cutscene. Because you remember, once we got the game save after that first mission, yeah. you went from main menu. You pressed X. He was on the lamppost in like a second, yeah. two seconds. Like I was just like, "Was actually, yeah, you're right. Wow, yeah, yeah. wow, yeah, yeah, blazing fast. Like it's just there. It's just sitting on the RAM of the actual system, and it's just ready to go. Um, and it'd be great to stress test this to see exactly how many games you could just jump from, you know what I mean? But from, from that perfect example right there, I mean, it was just beautiful. Um, and But the graphics, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Al, let me like give you, let, let, me, let me tell you how it was from my perspective. I'm yeah. sitting on the side, I'm watching Alex. Alex, press R2 to swing. Well, at first off, Alex hasn't realized it's switched from cutscene to gameplay <laughs> until it says press yeah. R2, and then he swings Sorry. into a wall. But, you know, no, 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 he didn't swing into a wall straight away, he swung in later. But Alex yeah. is playing it, and then he hits, the first time he hits the swing, he's already laughing, he's like, oh, well, well, amazing. <laughs> he goes straight to the floor to look at the ray tracing and everything, and he's, like, Googling over it, he's awing over it, you know, like, proper, like, oh, and stuff. Yeah. But then... Alex jumps up and I say to him, Al, see if you can switch it in game to frame rate. Now, listeners, you know when they say men can have orgasms when they're not having sex? The moment Alex did his first swing in performance mode at 60 frames per second, he had an orgasm. Okay. The sound that came out of his mouth was like music to a tech gamer's ears (laughs) because you know that it's good, right? And it just. Like we, me and his brother were looking at it, and we could, we were like jaw dropped at like how smooth it was running. Let alone what Alex must have been feeling with the pad in his hand. But give us your thoughts out the moment you hit sixty yeah. frames. You know, hit sixty frames is. I mean, I guess all right. Depending on who you are out there, you probably just heard people jibber jabbering about sixty frames and thinking what the hell is it all about. Basically, it just means the fluidity of the animation on the screen. So most games up to this point really have been about thirty frames per second. So it's still kind of smooth. It's still kind of fast, but it's when you see 60 frames for the first time, you start to realize that everything that you've ever watched in your entire life has been so choppy and it makes things really difficult to look back. Seeing Spider-Man as well going through Manhattan 
and just the animations as he uh, launches another web and slings from building to building is just a sight to behold. I mean, it's just really, truly beautiful. And it was so smooth. I mean, the, the character animation itself, you had the whole environment working in tandem. It was just, you know, it was it was really good. And like to think that this um, was running at 60 frames per second, 4K, you know, we've got all the, you know, beautiful landscape. It's running at 60 frames per second. And to think that this wasn't even the fidelity mode, mm. that was the one thing that was jumping out at me because I was thinking that there was going to be a massive disparity uh, between the quality. Um, but in 60 frames per second at 4K, ladies and gentlemen, it looked gorgeous. And, like, you were right. You were right. I mean, even though we did play that in the high fidelity in 30 frames per second, which did look great, I mean, you saw the ray tracing. You can see Miles's reflection of the uh, the yellow taxi cabs of Manhattan. You can see him his reflection in the puddles. Uh, we even went up to windows. You know, you could see the whole city reflected. Um, but when you do switch to sixty, it's like you can't go back. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean? There's just there's no going back. Even even of all that high fidelity glory, which looks amazing, uh, but when you uh, switch to that sixty frames per second, everything just changes, and you start to realize that yes. This is the next generation. This is where we're heading to the future of gaming now, you know. And it was just glorious. <laughs> it was mm. Like you know what I mean. That is the combination of that and the actual pad itself. Uh, feeling the tension of the swings, feeling um, him running against the, the buildings, uh, and literally feeling if it, you know if you if you hit, like as uh, Sonny said, as I crashed into a building and I pretty much hit my right shoulder. What it would seem the right side of the pad. Uh, was vibrating in a unique way. It wasn't just like a, a violent rumble as we've seen in the past. It was a textured feel. You know, you could definitely feel that, yeah, okay, that was his shoulder or that was his, you know, the right side of his body and the same thing with the left. It's the, the attention to detail in this game was just amazing, absolutely amazing. And yes, it is jizz worthy. Anybody who sees 60 frames per second in 4K, especially on a TV like that, um, is definitely gonna you just shoot a load in one way or another. Uh, I mean, even when we did the the photo mode, how amazing did that look? Mm, yeah, I was, that was what I was gonna ask you. Um, I've been playing around with it, um, the photo mode. It's amazing, but just seeing what other people do, I I just yeah. can't stay on it and focus on it because I just want to play the game. I look at it, and like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, I just want to swing, and then I go back into the game and play. But seeing some people's <laughs> craft in photo mode is unbelievable. And photo mode is the future because it's free marketing online, and it worked right entirely through the PS4 generation. I think you'll see a lot of games on uh, first party games from Nintendo or Microsoft really pushing photo mode going forward, like you know, adding the filters and everything like that. But Alex. Your reaction yeah. really quick to the rhino fight scene at the beginning because you were going crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts. I mean, the the, the dual sense itself is going absolutely nuts. The choreography of the scene is just brilliant. I mean, it's something which is, I mean, it's it's cinema worthy. I mean, even better so. I mean, imagine if they were able to do a Marvel Cinematic Spider-Man with all the bells and whistles. I mean, well, Miles Morales, sorry. This this is this is a show what what we can actually see, you know, and pretty much I mean you see him Rhino, he's pretty much beef to hell. Um and like the combinations of um Miles Morales going against Rhino as well as having Spider-Man there as well, and the way the hell mechanics of the game work, it's just truly a sight to behold. So uh without any spoilers, guys, just as soon as you get your hands on your PlayStation 5, or even if you have, go get Miles Morales. Definitely. Mm. And um 
A shout out to the uh, intro sequence when he's on the subway and he comes up and he puts a headset on, the music's playing, you know, it's great. It's got a great Puerto Rican feel to it as well. Um, yeah. I'm currently playing the game. It's great. It's it's more Spider-Man. It's just smooth. I'm playing in fidelity mode at the moment. Um, oh, and yeah. when you start going high up during the day in the buildings that have got glass yeah. on them, it's amazing. Like just seeing everything and just yeah. like the puddles and Times Square and... Oh cabs everything like you get ray tracing on his suit you get ray tracing in the car bumper like everything i was just like wow and even attention to detail i mean basically his his outfit gets broken in different ways you know what i mean it's like the, the puffer jacket that he had you could even see the um the, the fibers coming out where he's actually torn it and the de- the attention to detail was just unbelievable mm. really good i'm sure it must have sold a bucket load it did indeed. You know, it was the best-selling PS5 game worldwide in regards to launch weeks. Um, but we'll get into sales numbers in a bit. Um, did we play anything else on PS? Oh, NBA. Oh, yeah, we NBA. Yeah. We then <laughs> NBA switched it the PS4 oh, demo to the PS5 <laughs> game. You know, because you get mixed up like you do. But uh, your thoughts on NBA 2K21? Because you played a full game, didn't you? Yeah, we played in K. Uh, yeah, so NBA 21, ladies and gentlemen, is I mean, from those who saw the first preview, you would have seen a lot of sweat, and and you probably saw nothing else. <laughs> and there is a lot of sweat in the game. Uh, I mean, the sweat looks amazing. They must have like a brand new engine just dedicated to the sweat. It looks so realistic. It's nuts. And I like that um, they don't I'm... sweat until like half time. You know, they, so yeah. as the game goes on, they start to sweat, don't they? That was what was really cool. That was really cool, yeah. And like the whole environment as well. It actually looks like you're watching a real life game. All the NPCs, all the characters in the background, they're all doing something slightly different. So it just creates that real atmosphere. You know, that's what they've really created. It doesn't feel like you're just playing a game. Um and yeah, I mean to be honest, there was a bit of a load at the very beginning, but as soon as we jump back in the game, it's like I think that's just gonna be the, the rule of thumb really. The first time you load the game, it's gonna take a bit of time, but then anything after that is blazing fast, absolutely fast. And the fact is that they're able to load these levels up or just, you know, the next game up in seconds. Mm. You know, and, and then you can just go straight into it and it's obviously all running at sixty frames per second. It's just like an experience that you've never had before, especially in four K. And the fact that it's just doing this effortlessly, you know, there's no frame rate drops or anything. Uh, the game itself is, uh, well, I mean, I'm not really used to NBA games, but, you know, you kind of get the gist of it after a while, um, even though we were playing the wrong version at first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, we somehow downloaded the PlayStation 4 version, which is another thing which I hope that Sony kind of sorts out because that was a bit too easy to do. <laughs> oh, no, that was my fault because yeah. I'd played the demo on ps4 so when i went to my game library i just saw nba and started downloading it not realizing it was the demo i forgot about the demo and then it wasn't until that i was like demo and then you were like it's the ps4 pad i was like ah shit i forgot i downloaded the demo so then i had to delete it and then re-download it and then obviously the ps5 pad was on there but yeah dude and i love the dual sense controller like when they get tired the triggers and you could feel it in the and another great example of the pad you know unbelievable yeah, unbelievable. Really, good, really impressive stuff. So that's another game. Definitely, um, yeah. If you, I mean, it's, it's the only sports game out at the moment, isn't it? So definitely get your hands on that, guys. Even if you're not a basketball fan, um, it's it's still an experience to um, to to experience. Definitely. Mm. Um, I think that was all the games that we played at the. Oh, hold on. We did have a little. We had to do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, those of you long list, um, long lasting listeners of the show, you know that we have an ongoing Tekken feud, uh, which has been there since the dawn of time, um, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, and obviously we had to throw Tekken 7 
into the mix. Oh, to man, see and it was really, beautiful. Who <laughs> really owns the shit. But before we get into that, the results, um, it was, oh my gosh. This was a perfect example to see exactly uh, what the first example of backwards compatibility. Uh, the Tekken 7 was released on the PlayStation 4, as many of you would know. We wanted to see exactly how we would actually play with the new system. And uh, loading the game into the system was pretty much everything that you would not expect. It's not going to take long. It didn't take long to load at all. As soon as you put the game in, it kind of loaded in like minutes. Uh, and jumping straight into a fight, all of you Tekken fans know how long it takes for a fight to load you know if you're not um only from moving from the uh, the main screen to the character select and from the character select to the, the level select and then you've got that long wait and you just wait for everything to download into the round but with the playstation 5 it was just seconds it was like a few seconds and that was it straight into the game it was running at glorious 60 frames per second and oh my gosh seeing that with a full scale i mean it was 4k upscale just looked great. I mean, it was upscaled, wasn't it? I mean, even though they hadn't got all the textures right, it was just looking. Mm. And, and the TV played a part because Tekken's a yeah, dark yeah. game, you know. Um, but yeah. yeah, the load times were definitely improved on PlayStation Five. Um, it just ran silky smooth. There was no none of that frame rate judder you sometimes get, or anything like that. Um, and yeah, the game, it was just a delight to play. But uh, <laughs> here's the embarrassing thing, dude. So you can see how long you've played a game for. Now, yeah. if you ever think, oh, you play loads of Tekken, the total time Tekken has been played on my PlayStation, all PS4 was 10 hours. And think about how many <laughs> hours mean you've put into that game on PS4. You know, yeah. so the fact that you can see, yeah. I, you know, it was just one of them. I was like, oh man, I need to put, I need to actually finish the campaign, start restarting, finish the campaign on Tekken 7. <laughs> but, um, I don't, want to hear, I don't want to hear none of that, ladies. Listen, I don't want to hear this. Listeners, let me tell you, before Alex starts spewing his shit, the fact that me and Alex, first off, in Alex's defense and my defense, we weren't even paying attention to the point where his brother was beating us because he always focuses to try and win. Me and Alex are conversationing about other things completely while we're just playing Tekken. First fight, not paying attention to what I'm doing. I pick Steve Fox. He picks his cheap character, um whatever his name is, he's got this stupid shoulder block move that you can't block. Right. I chose right. a character who can't kick, so Alex just kicked his way to victory, but it took him a 3-2 <laughs> win to beat me. He couldn't even beat a non-kicker 3-0. He had to do 3-2, you know, and he only just, oh, how close? Your defense, yes. How close was that last round? It was like, you know, photo mode finish, VAR style, you know, but I'll tell you something, though. I'll tell you something, like, is it Feng? That's the name of your character, right? Feng, Feng, Feng yeah. yeah. He's got these couple of yeah. moves that have that like spark effect. Does that mean you know, you know, like it, it sparks when he does them? Yeah, um, like when he does, yeah, 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 yeah. They looked amazing. I was just like, oh Agreed. shit, that's proper decent. Like yeah. you know, yeah, you can see all the character animations in so much more detail. And obviously, it was thanks to the TV as well. I mean, we're looking at things in fifty-five inches you know, wide and it's just looking uh super crisp uh very silky speed with 60 uh frames per second as well as it being in 4k it looked glorious and it was a glorious ass kicking of sunny like from left to right there's no ass kicking me i don't know what you're talking about it was three two three two so i don't know what you're smoking and i was and and ladies and gentlemen let me just reiterate first fight (laughs) i chose a character who can't kick Second fight, second fight, my daughter came, sat between my my arms to make my arms awkward and wouldn't shut up and put me off, right? And Alex is deliberately goading her on to put me off, right? I'm like, fuck off. 
was about to disown this little girl, man. I was like, what? But we can give excuses, like I said. But however, ladies and gentlemen, there will be an official Tekken uh, matchup on the PlayStation Five. I hope they actually do release like uh, an, an advanced patch for it. I mean, that'd be beautiful to see if they could actually upgrade the textures and everything like that. I mean, it looked great anyway. But oh my mm. gosh, that game looked great, and that just shows a lot of promise uh, for a lot of backward compatibility games, especially for those. Um, games that a lot of people have not really had their chance to play, you know, just mm. time or whatever. Um, now it's going to be the perfect time to delve back into these worlds and experiencing experiencing the games in pretty much the the way they were intended. Um, 60 frames per second. If you got a 4K TV, watch it in 4K. It's going to look really good. Um, but yeah, any more games that we played? Was that, that was uh, no, you had to leave then, and then obviously that left me with the PS5 for a week. You know, so I've just oh, been yeah. playing through. Um, shout out to Call of Duty. First off, the most ridiculous installs of a game I've ever seen. Dude, you have to download the campaign in three different parts. Really? It's ridiculous because they focus on multiplayer, right? And zombies because that's where they want to hook you because they they will lead you to Warzone, won't it? So that's what they want to do. So I had to do three different downloads for campaign, which was fucking annoying. But it's it's fast anyway. Um, Shout out to the campaign mode. Sorry, 200 gig. 200 gig download? Was that the whole... No, no, no. So I think the whole... I've got the whole game installed. It's like 132. Yeah. Um, okay. But okay. still stupid. Um, yeah. But shout out to the campaign mode. Great story. Yeah. Great... You know, I highly, highly recommend it. It's the best sto- campaign story since Black, the original Black Ops, oh, um, nice. which was on PS3. But, dude, like, it's it's great. Like, the rage... So there's two modes. You can, um, again, similar thing, visual or perform... Well... The performance, you have to quit the game, go to your PlayStation settings, switch it to um, performance mode, then go back into COD if you want to do it at 120. Um, I haven't done it yet, so I played the game with ray tracing and everything enabled. The game is stunning, like absolutely stunning, but it's the DualSense controller. Every gun feels different on that pad. Like the trigger, like the shotgun is like blocky on the trigger and the whole pad like vibrates from it. The machine gun, it's like one big like jolt the pad when you use a shotgun. But then when you use an M16 assault rifle, the trigger's like and the pad is going so everything feels, and when you get hit, pain is great. Um, Great, great game. Um, I quickly had a look at, I've installed and had a quick look at Demon's Souls. Um, Played it for like two minutes, and in that two minutes, it's yeah. safe to say it's the most beautiful game I've ever seen. Um, yeah. But I thought, right, I need to put full attention into this, so I'll wait until I finish Miles to go back into um, that one. And then I'm playing Sackboy, a big adventure with my son, so we're playing it together. Now, that is platforming genius. It's fun, it's great, it's beautiful, um, and it's just something different to play, you know, from the big games that mentally drain you yeah. or like exhaust you or whatever. And it, it uses the dual yeah, sense and cool. audio great as well. Oh, and then uh, lastly, um, Dirt 5, great nice. game. It looks out. This game is an, if you want to like really show it off. And or you really want to push yourself to the limit, like this game assaults your senses in every way. Like you got the headset, so I've got my three three D audio, which we'll get your review on in a minute. So I put my three D audio headset on. I'm playing the game, 120 frames per second with three D audio with the dual sense, and dude, like it's reacting from mud to concrete, back to mud to gravel to road to tarmac. <laughs> 
everything. It's feeling every right. hit from another car from each side. And, you know, yeah. you can just feel it. Like when you skid, you can feel the weight. You can feel the strain of the, the brake or the handbrake in the trigger. Yeah. Right? So when you brake yeah. and you skid, you can feel the strain on the button. You can't take that brake anymore. And you can feel the relief in the car when you switch when you when you push that brake to its limit, when you yeah. switch the accelerator, you can feel yeah. the relief in the pad. Like the oh, car's like, oh, thank oh, God. Amazing. And it and you feel the jolt of the car and you know, this is the Motorstorm demo from that infamous E3 demo from all those years ago. <laughs> and 120 yeah. frames per second, the 3D audio wow. is stunning. Like, I was like, oh, what's that static? What's wrong with the game? And then I realized it's the yeah. rain hitting the car as I'm smashing <laughs> through it. And I was like, oh, my God. I hearing the rain, the rain, sorry, the wind, yeah. everything. And then the weird thing is, is when I skid the car, when I turned left, I skidded the car, the rain moved yeah. to the right because I skidded into the rain. It started slamming yeah. against the right-hand side of the car. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, this game is unbelievable. It is yeah, yeah. an absolute assault on your senses. Great, 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 great <laughs> game. But yeah, that's it. I've played practically almost everything that there is to play on PS5. Right. Um, if I was to recommend, I mean, everyone's got Astrobot, play it, clock it, hit your speed yeah. runs. It's easy platinum for you. Um, Call of Duty campaign, Miles, you know, the, the, those are the games to play. But um, yeah. before we move on to sales numbers, Alex, your thoughts on the 3D audio, because you mentioned it, and that was a big thing for you. The 3D audio, okay, so my experience of it, it seems like, uh, it, yeah, it's, I guess the TV helped as well because they had the Dolby app, so it'll be interesting to see how it sounds on another screen, um, but it's, it seems like it's a combination of the, the speakers coming from the speaker, uh, the speakers coming from the TV, as well as the speaker, the, the high definition speaker that's actually on the pad itself. And it, it, using that with what you hear on the screen, it does create that sense of like a 3D, a 3D space. Like if you, uh, I, I, there's like a slight sound delay, but that's what you'd expect. You know, it's like as soon as you, I don't know, like put your foot in a puddle, uh, you will hear it coming from the pad first, and then it will then relay on the T, uh, on, on the TV screen, uh, from the TV speakers. So it kind of gives you that sense of, um, uh, distance, you know, between where you are as well as where the character is, uh, from you on the sofa to where the character is on the screen. And it's those minute details there, which kind of creates that 3D audio, uh, sensation. And, uh, especially in, I noticed this a lot more in Astrobot and it works. It really works. So it's going to be really interesting you, to see. Did you not try the headset that day as well? <laughs> and the headset. Okay. So the headset. Okay. Fair enough. That was. I expected the headset because the, the headset sounds amazing. By the way, it's uh, even the even down to the ergonomics of the actual headset itself. It's got great cushions for your ears. It fits on all nice. Even if you've got like you know, no matter how your hair is, it just fits on very comfortably. Um, and the sound in there is just so crisp. I mean, you've got like you've got a good bass, you've got good mid range, you've got good heights, um, but it, you get like a nice flat yet well rounded sound. Mm. Uh, so it's definitely up there with those premium headphones, definitely. Um, so yeah, so playing that with Astro, I mean, you can't you, you can't hear anything else. I mean, I, I don't know if it's got noise cancellation on it, but I think it does, doesn't it? it comes with noise cancellation, uh, but. Whether it does or not, we couldn't hear nothing when the headphones are on. <laughs> but it really does immerse you um, in the experience, especially with the dual sense controller as well. Uh, obviously, because you won't be able to hear any sounds coming from the controller, but it's almost as if you can. And it's just, it's just an experience that you just have to just dive into. So if you do have um, some really good headphones, if not, um, 
get some, <laughs> you know, because you can plug it straight into the pad, which I thought was, well, obviously it's a, you know, the convenience factor. Um, but yeah, it sounds awesome. Sounds really crisp. Uh, and it just sounds really next gen. You know, if anything, it sounds really good. And the battery life as well. That's another thing we um, had mentioned. We were hammering those pads pretty much all day. How long was it before you had to recharge them? Like, um, I think Astrobot definitely does take it faster. But yeah. uh, from a full charge, playing like miles and things like that, about seven to eight hours. So yeah. I, I phoned you that evening to say that I've just yeah. let you know now that the battery's died. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that was a, that was a, yeah, that was a strong hammering, and yeah, definitely. I mean, I think from what I've read, you can get to about what ten hours, ten to fifteen hours out of the pad. You know, so uh, obviously it depends on the types of games that you're playing. But obviously, games like Astrobot, um, which is just sends the pad crazy. I mean, you're talking vibration, haptic feedbacks, the resistor triggers, as well as the audio, as well as the mic, as well, because you do have to use that for some of the uh, puzzles. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a <laughs> it's a lot. A lot for the pad to take, um, but yeah, uh, all in all, um, I thought that was amazing. Um, well, so what are you? What are your thoughts? What would you give? Uh, so give me your one-word review about the PlayStation Five. I know it's hard, but what would your one-word review of your experience mm. with the PlayStation Five? You go first. Let me think. <laughs> um, mine would be texture, like you, in the sense that you can actually just feel. Um, you can feel the game, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not like, I guess there's competitors out there who are releasing, you know, the, the natural sequels uh, for other games and it's pretty much what you expect. But with this, it's just a unique experience where you're, you're, you are going to be using your senses, you know, whether it's your visuals, which is pretty much top notch, which you would expect anyway. Uh, but where it really does uh, push the envelope is uh, in the audio, you know, the combination of the speakers as well as these, the speakers uh, coming from the actual pad itself. Um, and obviously the dual sense haptic feedback, uh, which is just, I mean, just take whatever you, if you've ever played Nintendo Switch, just take that and times it by like a million. It's just so much more detailed. Um, you can feel it from top to bottom. It's really, really good. Um, and obviously the resistive triggers, which to me is the pinnacle of the design of the innovation that Sony's brought to the table. Everything else I could pretty much, you know, I can get, I can get, but the resistive triggers and the way they program it like differently for every single uh, situation or, you know, whether it's a gun or whether it's a, a web sling or whether it's a block or a break, it feels as if you literally are resisting against whatever situation that you're in. And when you can release it, that's when you really see you know the, the effects of it and the fact that it makes every other trigger that you've ever played on any pad just seem so antiquated so i really do hope that that one feature um i do hope that starters uh, developers um definitely start to utilize it a lot more um i mean they've hit it straight out the gate i just hope they continue this momentum but i also do hope that um other companies start to utilize it like um microsoft as well as well as nintendo because i really do think that it's it's the same way that when the 3D stick was introduced to the world, I think was it the uh, the Nintendo 64, mm. you know, when they released that, and then obviously the um, the Rumble feature as well. This is another milestone in terms of controllers. You know, that resistive trigger is something that we never knew that we missed, and when you play it, you realise, yeah, <laughs> it is definitely a feature which is um, which is welcome. 
and it definitely feels like the next generation as obviously in combination with the haptic feedback as well it's just on another plane mm. like to the point where i know that microsoft's going straight back to the drawing boards thinking okay we need to create like a brand new elite pad elite sense i'm guaranteed they're going to call it elite sense or something yeah uh they'll probably charge like 200 quid for it or something ridiculous uh but anyway that was me many more than few oh yeah texture texture is the word so how about you you ready yeah quintessential <laughs> you, nice. I can tell by your reaction you're like yep the perfect word right yeah, it's quintessential yeah, yeah. I was thinking it's perfect but I want to think of another word and what quintessential means is it represents the most perfect or typical example of quality in class you know if yeah. you are a gamer or a tech geek um, or someone who just dabs a couple of times a year or a couple of years in games then this is for you I mean the fact that the machine was out a day and Time Magazine put it in the top 20 uh, coolest gadgets or most innovative gadgets of the year tells you like what this controller alone you know this is we spoke if you go all the way back to the first three episodes of this podcast me and Alex are talking about revolutionary and revolutions in sound and ssd speed and we haven't even touched fully on that yet as this generation continues you're going to see tempest audio go at it you're going to see the ssd really pulling its graft you know and yeah everything i don't think there's i'm trying to think of launch to launch series x to playstation 5 where the xbox series x takes the win because from a tech standpoint because nothing's pushing the games you know and well there's no games on microsoft side to push at the moment really you know what i mean <laughs> but moment. what this is this is nintendo innovation with the 64 controller this is nintendo innovation with the switch um you know this is nintendo innovation i, I take it back actually this is sega innovation with the dreamcast you know like because <laughs> no no because if you think about it if you look at all the consoles nintendo did they never like the, the switch being probably the most but the dreamcast was the most forward-thinking console ever you know and it hasn't been anything like that some close you know ps3 was close to it switch is closer but this like it's 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 a must you have to play and i think the reason why is the games i guess the machine is great but sony knew that they needed they needed the, the the stuff to show it off and the games that they've launched with people forget how many games they've got coming out we're just months away from death loop you know we still got playstation um yeah. I mean, Destruction All Stars still to come as well. Hitman Three. All these games are coming in the first few months. Ratchet and Clank. You know, it's it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. There's so many yeah, games that, coming out. You know, it's it's quintessential. That's the word. My one word review is quintessential, and many people agree based on the sales numbers. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice, nice segue. And obviously, you can imagine with the release of these next generation consoles, uh, we're going to be paying attention to how much is actually sold, even though it's been. Difficult as hell, <laughs> freezing over mm. uh, to get hands on one, obviously due to uh, bots and then scalpers uh, smashing it, but we still had some positive results, so uh, what are we, what we hearing? So, um, okay, I'm going to break down um, 
preliminary data that has come through from obviously companies and you know Sony have uh, gone on record and released a statement saying it's their most successful PlayStation launch biggest PlayStation launch ever which is just obviously a week after Microsoft announced their biggest so Microsoft obviously announced uh, one and a half million console sold which is their biggest ever launch but obviously they also launched in the most amount of countries that they ever have as well um first date it came through was from japan obviously that's you know the playstation had sold five times the amount of xbox but again that was down to limited very very limited stock on both right um i think this was the second lowest amount of stock for a playstation console at launch ever in japan which shows you that they prioritized america so yeah. We predicted um, based on stock issues and coronavirus. I think you said one point five, one point seven. I said yeah, like one, one two, something like that. So yeah. preliminary data states that uh, if you combine the both both launches, which is the twelfth and the nineteenth, between two point uh-huh. three and two point five million consoles were sold worldwide, which is a complete <laughs> sellout for PlayStation Five. Wow. Um, the f- the disc version accounted for yeah. 77% of all consoles sold. So if you think about it, if every single Sony actually went on record and said every single unit is sold, that means they made 77% of disc nice. and then the rest was digital. But the fact that all the digital went is um, really, really popular. So of that 2 plus million, um, 1.6 million was sold across the US, Canada, Mexico, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, and South Korea. Now, you might think, oh, that's not a lot. But when you consider that like uh, Japan was the second behind the US, and Japan sold 100,000, 118,000, because that's all they had, which means Singapore probably had five. You know, New Zealand wow. probably had, like, you know, 10, whatever. So um, if we break those sales down further, uh, in the yeah. US, it sold between 1 and 1.2 million, uh, waiting for confirmation to see if it beat PS4. I think it has. Yeah. Um, in Canada, sales were 110,000. In Mexico, 75,000. Australia, New Zealand, um, 60,000 units. Japan, 118,000 units. Um, then it came out on November 19th in mm-hmm. obviously rest of the world. Uh, yeah. So it was about 900,000 units sold across Europe and the rest of the world. Um so the UK uh, was the biggest market outside of the US where it sold yeah. between... So here's the thing. It's between 230 and 280, so 230,000 and 280,000. If it is towards... If it beats 250, it holds the yeah. new UK record, which is currently being held by PS4. Um, nice. In France, it was 125,000 units. In Germany, it was 140,000 units. Um, Germany's always been a really big market for PlayStation, but I mean, Europe is predominantly PlayStation continent, you know, so it's that's why they don't have to prioritize Europe in the release date because they know that Xbox won't compete with it. Um, Mm. And then obviously for comparison reasons, it was 1.5 million units sold for Xbox X and Xbox Series S, but you can imagine, um, obviously... You can imagine that there's no stock, but Sony have come out today um, after announcing that it was their record-breaking launch that they are going to um, have more stock available in the next few weeks at all retailers around the world. So we know that there's air freighting, there's pictures in like huge warehouses and stuff in the States that already have them ready to go. So 
yeah, hopefully those scalpers will lose in the end. But um, yeah, huge sale. We, we we were only a million off, Alex. You were the closest yeah, by a million. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I won that because I was closest. You so, were, yeah. but dude, it's just great to see. You know, because when the PS4 and the Xbox One were coming out, everyone was like, "Console gaming's dead. Who cares about console gaming anymore?" They broke records. We fast track now. All yeah. oh, console gaming's dead. It's all about streaming, and then console gamers break the record again. You know, it's great to see. Yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely due to the fact that there was some innovation. I don't think we would have seen anywhere near these numbers if it was just a spec upgrade. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, that's pretty much what the Xbox has. Um, but obviously, they have the um, both consoles of uh, sporting um, zero pretty much low times in comparison to anything that we've seen before, uh, pretty much bringing us back to the cartridge days, you know, but today in 4K now. So I think those innovations there, as well as the PlayStation 5, clearly the sales figures showed it. Uh, innovation works, especially when you've got such a strong brand uh, and a great selection of games uh, mm. for your launch. Um, just just show that it spoke to the fans, it spoke to the market, and it's reflected in kind. I mean, look at those figures. Those ridiculous. Mm. 2.2. I mean, that's half, that's half of what they actually said they were going to sell for uh, the fiscal year, right? Up from now till... Not they five mil. Well, they said. I'm right in saying that they said they're going to beat PS4, which means they need to hit around about seven and a half seven by and March thirty oh, first. Wow. Which oh, you know, when okay. you consider we're in a global pandemic, you couldn't walk into a brick and mortar shop unless it was click and collect to pick it up, and they still did every single unit, which is unbelievable. I think the correct term used in the press statement is absolutely every single unit was sold. You know, that was it. That's amazing. You know, and and, and again, it shows that, I mean, it really, really does show because the same thing happened with the PS4, the same thing happened with the Nintendo Switch, and the same thing has happened again now with all new consoles, not the Series S, because you can still get that in some places, but the X and the 5s are all gone. So, you know, because people know they want power and it doesn't matter. And yeah, it's it, there's a global pandemic going on, but people have been wanting these machines for a while. And if we're gamers, it's great to see. And as I mentioned, we want Xbox to do well and compete. And Sony said it themselves. We don't believe in console wars, but we want everyone to succeed because it pushes us better. They actually went out and said something like that over the last few days, which is great to hear because we want Sony to keep moving forward. We want Nintendo to keep moving forward and we want Microsoft. And this is at a time where I'm most excited because all three are doing something different. And that's yeah. and, and it gives me a reason to, you know, admire the competition instead of it being like, because PlayStation and Xbox have been the exact same all the way into this generation and they're going down two completely different paths, which is great. Nintendo's on a path of their own as always, which is great. So as a gamer, we just got a great variety. It's the best time ever to be a gamer is now. It is. It is definitely, and I do hope, um, yeah, they just continue with this momentum, which it doesn't seem like there's any chance of it slowing down. And yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Microsoft kind of hit it slow out the gates, but I'm really looking forward to uh, next year's uh, Christmas lineup. You know what I mean? That's when we're going to really see uh, what the next generation, we've got God of War to look out for, and obviously Microsoft's going to be releasing Halo uh, Infinite eventually. Um, so hopefully we're going to see like a real good round uh you know, this time next year. Um, but yeah, impressive, impressive figures. And I can't believe that we're only a million off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, 
yeah, we, uh, as always, listeners, we uh, like to hear from you guys. Um, we've got a couple of letters from, or letters, emails, tweets, uh, we still call them letters. Uh, again, if you do want to hit us up anywhere, you can go to Twitter at the latest PS5, and that's at the latest PS5. And if you want to email us, uh, you can get us by the latest PS5 at Gmail. Uh, dot com. Uh, we have a first question from Derek from the UK. Um, <clears throat> he says, uh, "Evening, gents. Happy PS5 launch week! Yay! Uh, I picked mine up on launch day. Lucky sod and Demon Souls. Yeah, great game. Uh, wow!" He says, "I, I uh, agree. I concur on that. Wow! Seriously, <laughs> I, I will, I will FaceTime you or send you a video. It is <laughs> like it is the most beautiful game you will see to date." Yeah, really? Wow. Wow. Dude, it yeah, makes I mean, Miles it, 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 look like a last-gen game. What? It I, makes Miles... It, Miles has just come out. Dude, Demon Souls <laughs> takes really, it to yeah. another level. Like, really? you know, okay. it's... It's a you... That's ground up, isn't it? Ground up PS5. To give you a nice little analogy, you run up to a basketball and you dunk it. That's Miles. <laughs> and you do a really nice dunk... And then yeah, Demon yeah. Souls comes, and when it dunks, it breaks all the glass, it breaks the the hoop, everything, it just obliterates it. That's Demon Souls. It's unbelievable. Wow. Okay. Well, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, digital edition. I think I'm going to go for. But anyway. Uh, okay. He asks. Derek asks. Uh, now that the PlayStation Five is available, how does Sony maintain the momentum? Hmm. I'll throw it over to you. Games. That's it. It's just games. That's all. That's that's it. You want to sell machines? You make games. Yeah. The reason the PS three sixty started that generation so well because it had third party games. Um, everyone was struggling on PS three. They couldn't get it going. Games got three sixty the gap, and then PS three came back in the second half of generation. Why? Because of games. They started third party. Started got used to it. Sony ramped up first party, built the foundations to what we have now, and the games worked. Moved to a generation games ps4 dominated xbox simply for one fact games nintendo yeah. always does great why games it's gameplay it's games everything and that's what sony need to do and it's all lined up for them you know like like people will sit there and they'll look at the dual sense controller it will make a difference and people are preferring like playstation 5 versions because i can't go back to ps4 now without a dual sense controller i need to feel <laughs> the game when i'm playing it and you know, as I mentioned uh, earlier in the show, we've got this amazing launch lineup that I already announced. In February, we've got, uh, I mean, we've got Cyberpunk coming out, which has huge upgrades to Series X and PlayStation 5, which is great. But then you've got Play, uh, Destruction All-Stars, you've got Ratchet and Clank, you've got Deathloop, you've got Ghostwire Tokyo, you've got Horizon Forbidden West. God of War's getting delayed, I don't give a shit. Uh, you've got so many games <laughs> and and most importantly what Sony do which is really really smart is they affiliate themselves a market there's a lead marketing platform for some of the biggest games out there you know Harry Potter is marketed with PlayStation you know Call of Duty is marketed with PlayStation Avengers marketed Destiny was marketed you know and that's what you see and it's going to get very very aggressive but most importantly whatever Rockstar do is marketed by PlayStation so you know, when GTA Five, the the next gen version hits, it's all going to be PlayStation um, marketing everywhere. So, all Sony need to do is keep doing what they're doing, keep consoles coming into stores, and just keep the games flowing because games win new generations, hands down. What do you think they're going to do for the next GTA Five? Do you think they're going to go like 
Well, I, I think, think they're dropping. Go <laughs> well, they've said that I mean, yeah, they've said that GTA Five. Uh, so GTA Five, which has obviously already been out, hundred and thirty-five oh, million yeah. sold. Yeah. That's just yeah. a remake. Uh, obviously, yeah. with prettier graphics and stuff the big thing for that is gta online but there was an interview or a leak that said that gta 6 will be smaller but denser than gta 5 so gta online is the huge thing that is the ultimate success story of this generation you know the fact that it's got the highest concurrent players it's got the most revenue coming in you know, it's yeah. ridiculous. There's Fortnite money going into Rockstar, and that's their priority, you know. So right. I think what they'll do is just the same thing. There'll be a great, amazing 10 out of 10 single-player campaign as always, but the focus will be GTA yeah. Online, you know. And that's why they're re-releasing GTA 5 again, because they know that how do we get GTA Online again? Oh, let's just re-release GTA 5 with prettier graphics. But Sony have already said that. They're working with Rockstar, you know, with implementations on the DualSense, uh, uses of the tech in the PS5 and stuff like that. So, you know, it's going to be amazing when it eventually happens. But uh, to answer his question, you keep the momentum with just consoles and games. Get the stock, get the games, get people wanting, create that demand, and you create the demand with product. Nintendo create the demand with Mario or Zelda, one of their big tentpole games. Sony will do the same. You just need those games. And Halo will create that demand next year, Christmas, for Xbox. You know, it it will because Halo has that following, not as big as what it had, but it's still a big enough following. And if the game is good, then people will be intrigued to see it. But the question is, will the gap, will the damage already been done by then? You know, because they literally, so far barely have anything coming out you know everything's being delayed you know crossfire x was their big shooter that's been gone back now as well to late 2021 but for sony just to keep focusing on just sony to keep that momentum just keep us with content content is king yeah yeah i think yeah i I couldn't agree with you more um that's like i said they're they are game company essentially so uh as long as they just go full throttle with their uh their ips and they've got a whole host of them you know, from everything from Last of Us to God of War to GTA to uh, we've even got like, Ridge Racer. What's it called again? Uh, Gran Turismo coming out. We've got a mm. load of games, not to mention uh, Forbidden Planet. We've got loads. It's going to be crazy. Oh, sorry, Horizon. Sorry, yeah, Horizon. So yeah, as long as they just focus on that, like you said, it's going to be great. And as well, um, uh, taking the dual sense into consideration, as I mentioned earlier, I just hope that they start to incorporate different ways of utilizing that to encourage people to want to actually play like new iterations of the game. And I think that's definitely going to help um, get more um, people over to, from the uh, Xbox camp to the PlayStation camp, definitely, because you've got a unique feature there, which is not available anywhere else. So yeah, if they focus on their strengths, which no doubt they are going to do, especially with their um, first party games, it shouldn't be no problem with them. Hmm. They're going to smack it out of the park. Um, yeah, well, thanks for that, Derek. Uh, we have another question from uh, Tim. Tim from Ohio, uh, not too far from Dave Chappelle's place. He asks, uh, you played the launch games. Uh, where do you rank the launch lineup compared to previous launches? Hmm, okay. That's a very interesting I, I, question. I think he asked that because you asked it You asked it a couple of weeks ago. Somebody asked us a couple of weeks ago, and I and I, and I didn't put PS5 at number one. And he, I think, I think he knows that it's not for me. It's number one now, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's because, I, dude, when you when, like, we didn't real when we spoke about the game, we were just theoretically 
gauging the games compared to PS2 and stuff like that. But when the moment you play Astros and Miles Morales, you're just like, yeah, this is the best launch lineup ever. And then on top of that, you got Call of Duty with the DualSense controller. You got, you know, you got everything that we played plus so much more. So yeah, for me, yeah, it's number one. What, what whoever wrote the question in, you're correct. It is now the number one. You gauged it right. You knew what you were saying. You knew I was going to change tack. PS2 no longer holds it. It's it, it's PS. Uh, it's PlayStation Five has the best launch lineup for me. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, especially I mean, I think the dual sense again. I know I keep being like a broken record, but that one aspect of it just trumps pretty much anybody's launch lineup, uh, just because they've got a brand new innovation, you know, which they're introducing to the the world of game. So yeah, for that one aspect of loan, yeah, of course. It, it smashes it. <laughs> it mm. smashes it. Uh, again, hats off to Sony to, uh, for taking a massive page out of Nintendo's book. Yeah, I've got to get it in there. And actually doing something really well with it. You know, it really impressed me. You know, it, was, it wasn't just, oh, yeah, that looks nice. It was very impressive, very innovative. And I can't wait to see what the future, what I've got in store for uh, the future. Well, All right, then. So Before, uh, before we move on, uh, because you chucked the Nintendo oh. one in there, let me just put the PlayStation <laughs> side of it. Nintendo yeah. had gamers' curiosity. The PS5 gets their attention. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, Django Unchanged. But, you know, again. No, but this is what I'm on about. It's, 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 from, from the figures, based on that, from the figures, it kind of seems like it's the other way around, mate. Um, but um, because you know that the Nintendo Switch right now is smashing it into themselves. Well, uh, I doubt it will be I, the number one selling machine in November, but we'll see what happens, right? You know what we'll I mean? See, we'll, we'll see. see. Well, if, anybody, if anybody can get their hands on one, then yeah, potentially. <laughs> you know, this this um, this limited stock scenario, I mean, yeah, scarcity is definitely aiding. Uh, you know, we've got the FOMO, which is definitely uh, spreading across the globe. Everybody needs to get their hands on a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox, whatever they can. Uh, and the limited stock is only amping that up, especially as we get closer to Christmas. So if they can keep up with stocks, then yeah, maybe we will see them smashing the sales figures. But, um, Speaking of Nintendo, um, your questions are here this week. Now, yes. uh, I'm going to be that dick that you are and make sure I count 10 seconds. So question number one, name every GameCube game. Go, 10. Nine, eight, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, four questions for you. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you an easy one. And unlike you, I'm going to stick to one topic, which is just GameCube. Okay. Um, now, listeners, again, we just quickly introduce every week. Um, if you have questions, um, that you want to give me, um, email them into the latest ps5 at gmail.com. That's the latest ps5 at gmail.com. Um, that way I can't see them, Alex can. And then if you want to send questions to Alex, just tweet them um, or DM us on Twitter to latest ps5. So at latest ps5, and um, Alex can't see them. And then what we do is we ask each other the questions, but we should kind of understand based on Alex last week that sometimes it will take longer than 10 seconds because when you have to name every God of War game, and you do, you can't do it in 10 seconds, you know what I mean? And you can't Google it and then do it because you can kind of easily gauge. But these are easy 10-second questions. Um, okay, so number one, we're going to ease you in, Alex, because we know you struggle with these, like with your Tekken ones. But... Um, heat chatch. Uh, easy question for you first. Uh, what was the code name for GameCube? 
Uh, I think it's called the Dolphin. Indeed. Well done. Nice, easy question for you then. Okay. Um, Go on. What year was the GameCube discontinued? 10, 9, discontinued. 8, 7, 6, 2008. <laughs> It didn't. What? It didn't last that long. It got beat quicker than that. Two thousand and seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yay. I don't make the rules. You're the one who puts bullshit on me, right? So I'm putting bullshit on you. <laughs> Completely wrong, dude. You know what I'm I mean? Sure I'm sure there's still something. Two thousand. What was the uh, best-selling game on GameCube? Hmm. Was that Animal Crossing? <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Melee. Seven point zero nine million. Copies oh, sold, wow. yeah. Uh, dude, I'll be honest with you. Animal Crossing didn't take off until the DS Lite came out. Once the DS Lite came out, Animal Crossing exploded. And then it just went... It, the initial DS Lite game exploded. Then it just went completely dead until the Switch version came out. Because, um, yeah. it obviously, it was a great way to keep people in contact. And lockdown, wasn't it? Um, okay, this one's going to be... Uh, a tricky one for you. But I'm going to give you a bit of time. I'm going to give you 15 seconds... No, I'm going to give you 20 seconds. Oh, 20 seconds, wow. Name all the yeah. Mario games uh, on GameCube that have Mario in the title. <laughs> That's not my question. That's what somebody's uh, asked you. Yeah, this is like a kick in the balls for last week. Okay, yeah, so we're looking at Mario Sunshine. we got Mario Kart, Super... No, I guess Super Mario... Oh, oh, oh gosh. All right, Mario Kart. we got uh, Mario Party. Um, we have... Uh, Mario, what? Mario, what else is there? Okay, that's 20 seconds. I, <laughs> I gave you longer. Uh, okay, just off the top of your head, can you roughly gauge how many games had Mario in the title on GameCube? Give me a number. Okay, I'll probably say 10. Okay, so uh, Super Mario Sunshine was one, Paper Mario was two, yeah. Mario Superstar Baseball was three, Mario Power Tennis was four. Mario Party 7 was 5, Mario Party 6 was 7, Mario Party 5 was 8, Mario Party 4 was 8, sorry, uh, Mario Golf Toadstool Tour was 9, Mario Kart Double Dash was 10, and then the one that oh. threw you off, Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix <laughs> was oh, 11. There was also another one as well, there was Strikers, did you get Strikers? Was, yeah, Mario Strikers, that game was sick. And then <laughs> if you add the two from the Mario universe, you had Wario World and Luigi's Mansion as well. Oh, yeah, they don't, they don't count, but anyway, not too far off. <laughs> Close. Not too Close. far off. And that, is a game. And that was GameCube. Game. I didn't play all those games, but anyway, I played the ones worth playing, yeah, which would have been like Mario Sunshine, uh, Smash Brothers, definitely, Mario Strikers, a lot of people slept on that game. Uh, and obviously Mario Bro, Kart. I, 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 I want to be that dick, but I think everyone slept on the GameCube. But they shouldn't have, because it had quality games on there. But the problem that the GameCube no, had... Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4, the best version was on the GameCube. Dude, the problem, that, the, the, problem, the, problem that, the problem that yeah, GameCube yeah, had is that it went up against a re-emergence of Grand Theft Auto. Because when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, then you had Vice City, then you had San Andreas... All people were doing was buying a PS2 for GTA. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that ruled the, the world. The mistake that Nintendo went for, they went for those proprietary discs, and I think that really hurt them. They had a really great console, really powerful, but they went for bloody like 1.5 gigabytes in disc, which obviously most developers are, and it's a lot cheaper just to produce what everybody else was doing, which was the um, 4.7 mm. um, gigabyte discs. Yeah. And that's what shot them in the foot. Um, 
coupled with the fact that they didn't really have uh, online games, um, it wasn't that easy to play them at first. But anyway, mm. uh, but anyway, Excellent. that was GameCube. Yeah, I wasn't too far off from any of them. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, well, fair enough. It was, I said ten. It was twelve. Uh, who else was there? Um, Bro, you got one out of four. Don't worry about that. I'm like a year off. You just give a cage. Okay, <laughs> listeners, just 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 a thing yeah. going forward. Please remember that we only have ten seconds to answer these questions, so we can't do full on yeah. lists like that, like God of War and Mario and stuff. But ten seconds to name twelve or thirteen games is almost impossible. So. <laughs> Because there's the you can start mm-hmm. rattling off the list, but you know there's a second of uh... <laughs> <laughs> and breathing and thinking. Yeah, 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 thanks for that. Anyway, um, yeah, as you know, uh, you can find yourself on at latest PS5 um, at Twitter um, and by email the latest PS5 at gmail.com. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. It's been another great episode. Um, Hopefully you've got a bit more information if whether you were able to get your hands on a PlayStation 5. Um, lucky for you, but even if you didn't, hopefully we kind of brought it a little bit close for you by sharing our experience with it anyway. Uh, and we've got a lot more to go through in the next episodes anyway. So uh, from myself, Alex Sylvester, I'm going to be throwing the mic over to Mr. Camden Singer. <laughs> oh, the final word. Oh, last, um, listeners, if you haven't heard, go back to the last 90 seconds of episode 26 and listen to what Alex's final word was. It was classic. (laughs) Absolute classic. I'm not going to repeat it. I just want you to go back, get to the final 90 seconds, listen to it, listen to Alex's final word. My final word this week is literally one word. Quintessential. What's it, one word? Quintessential. (laughs) 